Welcome back to another episode of Tales from Corporate, hosted by Maria and Elise. Each week, we bring you our tales and perspectives on trending topics around work in corporate America, because life can often truly be stranger than fiction. Be sure to share Tales from Corporate. Listen, download, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. This week's tale is about Very Sunny Homes. <laughs> Very sunny homes. And we entitled this episode to give homage to um, what's in the news uh, recently. And if you're like us, you're chomping at the bit at this sort of corporate soap opera. Very sunny homes. That's Sunny Bolani and Elizabeth Holmes. Elizabeth Holmes, the tech entrepreneur from Silicon Valley, who founded a company named Theranos which is uh, based on pinprick technology, instead of uh, drawing lots of blood from one of arms and waiting for labs to come back, uh, waiting days. Instead, you can get results in 20 to 30 minutes. Name of which is Theranos for the company. And I can't help but pause on that alone because it it sounds like Thanos, which is a powerful Marvel comic with twisted morals. And ironically, that's what we saw Elizabeth Holmes to have, because notably, even though that company had hundreds of millions of dollars from some of the most prominent figures in the country, like Henry Kissinger and the Walmart family, they ended up defrauding a lot of their prominent investors. And now there is a trial that started not too long ago and will take us into the end of 2021 against Holmes for lying about the efficacy of the testing machines that she want, that she claimed would revolutionize healthcare. And if you haven't seen it, I would definitely check out the 60 Minutes segment on Elizabeth Holmes. And there's a documentary on Netflix. I watched it a couple of times because I just, I, I couldn't believe that so many of the best and brightest in this country fell for her scam artist mastery. But even that is controversial because many times startups have to appear overly confident in order to attract an investment and sponsorship. My personal feeling though, I think this one crosses the line because hundreds of people took those lab tests and Theranos said that they would have results back um, within a, a reasonable waiting time. And if you do a little bit of reading, what ended up happening is those tests were deeply flawed. There were lots of false negatives and false positives that came back and lives could have been at risk there. But wanted to talk about this because there's just so much that one could say about uh, or, or wonder about why her why this company, why she's still not behind bars. The true story and the whole thing, when you look into the details, around every corner is something else that will just make your jaw drop. For example, we think of all of these people who wrongfully accused in this country of white collar and every other color collar crime. And they don't get to choose when their trial date will be. Well, Elizabeth Holmes was supposed to be at trial earlier than fall of 2021, but 
unfortunately, she got pregnant. Now, one could start to wonder about her family planning timing. But Elise, I, I just wanted to talk a little bit about what might make this case different from even, and this, again, I know people argue with me on this, but I think Theranos and Elizabeth Holmes has been and is still treated a little bit differently because of how she looks and where her family is from. And she, if you haven't seen her and you're not familiar with her, Google her. She is a big, bright, wide-eyed, blonde, white female. And moreover, she is uh, part of a prominent family. So there was many folks who you know, knew her family. She had connections. She went to Stanford undergrad for about 15 minutes and then for the rest of her life claimed to be an engineer. Okay. I'm all for on-the-job training and self-learning. But even her Stanford professor said that her hubris and her bravado far exceeded her skill even when she was in undergrad. So don't jump down my throat if you're self-taught. You have my utmost respect. I can't self-teach myself to boil water without videos and YouTubes and training. And I'm all for classes. But going and coming, this woman was given confidence that I, quite frankly, don't think she earned, and she continues to be above the law. What do you think, Elise? Thanks, Maria. I knew there was trouble on the way from the look of those devices. They look like an HP <laughs> Epson uh, inkjet printer. <laughs> Okay. And I said, where is the centrifuge? <laughs> Even though it's supposed to be a little bit of blood, you still have to break it down to analyze it. So I knew it was a problem when it, the device was presenting physically the way it was their mock-up, their blueprint, if you will, their prototype. I, I knew there was a problem there. It's number one. Two, I also thought, I said, hmm, very interesting that the family planning is happening right about now when we're on trial. Whereas so many other people who do not look like her would be uh, shackled with silver bracelets, a.k.a. handcuffs, to a bed giving birth to that baby <laughs> inside while they're on trial. But she has a different lifestyle, comes from a different family. She's afforded different things. And I want to say, I think folks like Elizabeth, folks like Travis Kalanick, who used to be the CEO of Uber, folks like Mark Zuckerberg. A lot of these people go into these companies, go into these positions, almost with an inherent knowing that, hey, if things get bad, what, what are they going to do? I'm white. Could throw me in jail? <laughs> no. Slap on the wrist. So you go into it knowing that what's the worst case scenario here? Do you kind of do a risk uh, versus rewards calculation, and you know that your background, your familial connections, your pedigree, and possibly race and ethnicity all go into that nice little uh, mix that creates your score of the likelihood of you spending a lot of time in prison or being withheld at all versus someone else who doesn't have a high score with any of those uh, metrics. So, this has always been an interesting case. And then you have some of these weirdos 
I shouldn't say weirdos. I think she has fans that go to court who dress like her. It's it's beyond. It's California at its worst and its best. Because I don't see nobody showing up to court looking like Sunny. They go to court dressed up like Elizabeth. She will come back from this. This is what I think is so funny. In five, ten years, but maybe even less than, than, than ten years, she will bounce back. They'll be writing another piece about her. Oh, she's working on this, and it'll be this little smudge. But she'll be able to have another life, have another career. Not really crying over spilled milk for Elizabeth Holmes. That's how I, I kind of feel. But watching it all go down, and then they can't seem to keep any jurors on the trial. It's just, it's really a, a mess up there um, <laughs> in the Bay Area, this trial. And then, of course, the revelation came out quite recently that the DeVos family, Betsy DeVos and Eric Prince, that whole family of Blackwater, that they gave $100 million to invest in Theranos. Them, Walgreens, so many companies got duped by her. And then the, the human factor. Let me back up. The human factor here. Between employees that were being pressured on a daily basis to do unethical things, to lie, to say the product was working when it was indeed not working, they had to worry about how am I going to get another job when my resume <laughs> says that I worked here and <laughs> says Theranos. You got to live that down in the Bay Area in technology or just in pharmaceuticals. You're just thinking like, was, do I just leave it blank? Or do I just lie and say I wasn't working at all? That's how much of a terrible reputation the company had in that line of work. The fact that employees must have known it was going to be bad and they saved emails. So document management right there. They saved emails. I love this. Oh, the emails live forever. So saving emails to testify in court about that the fact that they were not culpable, that it was Sonny and it was Elizabeth and it was upon their direction telling them to falsify lab results or to purport erroneous information. So there you have that. And then you also have the people, the actual patients or customers who were in the beta trials or under Walgreens were testing it out and they're getting false results thinking that they might have cancer or that they might have diabetes and it was wrong. So just thinking about that human factor right there, it's just too much. It really is a soap opera. You termed it correctly, Maria. It's made for TV. Down to the character that Elizabeth herself is. She's someone who, in her 20s, committed to deepening her voice and talking in a lower register. Not unlike Margaret Thatcher. But even, maybe just as strangely, she commits to wearing black turtlenecks everywhere and swears it has nothing to do with Steve Jobs. <clears throat> okay? But that's the character portion. We, we t I promised I, I, I would talk a little bit about Sonny. Sonny Bawani, the then uh, president of, of Theranos, married dude. Also her boyfriend. And if you don't have a chance, do yourself a solid and Google their romantic texts to one another. It's like robots, robots in puberty. I swear, it is the most bizarre thing ever. 
But in part, they were trying to stay cagey, particularly the married one, about their relationship. But I just wanted to um, point out what CNBC talked about in terms of when things started to turn internally, like you mentioned, Elise, uh, they knew their 1989-looking fax machine of a lab was failing. If you watch the documentary and you saw the inner workings of the lab machine, it's scary to think that they were then going to tell adults that they had results for them. So what ended up happening is they ended up buying legitimate lab machines. But coming back to some of the communications, one is from, according to CNBC, the brother of Elizabeth, one of her brother's messenger about a business trip to Las Vegas for a bunch of the employees. And he goes, not sure if these um, options work, but there's a presidential suite at Four Seasons, 3000, is Mandarin Apex Suite View of the Strip at 3500 of the presidential suite at 15K. And a source who worked at Theranos at the time said that that trip was actually supposed to be a distraction for the employees internally because uh, the employees were beginning to see that not only was the technology not working, but their leader was telling um, the public and they were telling investors that it was working and people started to quit. So one employee recalled that um, there began to be high profile exits, including the sudden departure of the lab director, Adam Rosendorf. And again, the whole purpose of this business is lab results. But people, they also said employees, their colleagues, their co-workers would just disappear one day. They just didn't come back into work. And it was clear that the company was coming to a grounding halt. <laughs> people, if that's happening at your firm and this is the era of big quit or the great resignation, there's been a couple of names for this time that we're in. Uh, big, big, big red flag. But yet, good old Sonny, and not Sonny and Cher, but Sonny and Lizzie, they still marched on with their love affair, literally, and with the firm until the same employees that they began to threaten, literally, and this, this is this facts, they began to have people follow some of the employees who were speaking up. One employee spoke to a reporter. And they had that employee watched and followed. A fe this is a female, by the way. They had letters of intimidation. All of these kinds of things. But the uh, house of cards was beginning to fall. Nonetheless, they were doing things like planning expensive trips to, to Vegas. So one thing that touched me about this, and we began to talk about it. And look, at, I adore uh, some of my white colleagues and friends more than cooked food. But living life in this society and being a person of color, I can't help but notice that there, like you said, there's a theme when it comes particularly to breaking the law. And it seems like if you have enough wealth and enough, I hate to say it, but in many cases, enough whiteness, you can stay above that law. OJ thought he had enough wealth for that. He found out differently. Eventually, that yeah, he can uh, he can get off 
from the initial charges, but the backlash, you have a whole country hating him. I, I don't know if these investors are going to get their money back or if there's going to be that level of repercussions for Lizzie Holmes. You mentioned one family that uh, gave an extraordinary amount of wealth, the Walton family behind Walmart, $150 million to Theranos and to Elizabeth Holmes. Safeway remodeled their stores for that same ancient broke lab machine that Elizabeth Holmes was pushing all over the country as going to revolutionize healthcare. Safeway then spent $275 million redesigning their stores just to accommodate that machine. I'm blown. My mind is blown. What due diligence did they do? Did they go in and see how efficient the machines were? Clearly not. And they did it under the guise of whether or not it's the exact machine that uh, Theranos is talking about. They're still going to accommodate it because, listen, and I was listening to this on one of the NPR shows, made the great forward thinking presumption that if people have 20 minutes that they're waiting for their lab results from this, you know, magical Theranos machine, they're going to go shopping in the Safeway stores. So green, right? Backwards and forwards. People of color can't seem to get a break in that. I just, I, I would really challenge someone to say that had she been much, much darker in complexion, had her family not been well connected, could she have gotten away with um, selling this idea, which, listen, again, many tech startups, they do have to sell the idea before it works. In this instance, it's unethical because it was people's test results, as you mentioned. So with far less investment, I'm not talking about hundreds of millions, with far less risk to people's lives, I can think of half a dozen examples of brilliant people of color that I know who couldn't have their ideas adopted at their firms within corporate America. And before you jump into the hate mail at me, just take a moment and think about who you presume would get off. There's bias in so many of us. I think almost all of Americans in that there's trust that's inherently placed in people who are wrong and strong and they happen to be of the Caucasian persuasion. And it crushes me to say that. I so wish that weren't true, but there, the evidence, even if you don't like it, even if you don't want it to be true, even if you cover your eyes and stick your head in the sand, time and time again, it comes through. I want to be proven wrong. Let's continue to keep eyes on this trial because it will go through the end of the year. <laughs> so far, like we said, she was able to have the trial push because oopsies, accidentally got pregnant. She married a billionaire in recent years. So I really want to be proven wrong about this. But I, I also want to urge the listener, next time you hear an idea from someone who it may take a little faith, check your your level of bias and see if you wouldn't 
automatically assume that because the person has a strong accent and it's not from Britain, you know, or France, the air quotes, upper crust accents versus all the other accents in the world. If the person isn't uh, male, and I understand in this case, Elizabeth is female, but look at her picture. She has big eyes that she batted. She batted in the direction of some of these investors. Her own Stanford professor calls her out for doing so. So you don't have to take my word for it. If you're not in one of those bodies, does your idea get adopted and invested in? Do people put their faith and money where the person of color's mouth is? And when does that happen? And when will it happen more? Well, I don't know about you, Elise, but I'm really looking forward to that day where <laughs> there's a lot more people in a lot more different bodies who can be bold and not for the sake of duping investors and, and for wire fraud, which is the charge that's being placed against her, but for enriching our lives with ideas and content and inventions and innovations that can help all of us, no matter who it comes from. So what I want to say is, I wonder what the moral, the lessons learned will all of us as the public gather from the verdict of this trial, or let's just say they have a mistrial, they have a second trial. Is it going to be more of the, see, you do get rewarded for bad behavior and poor ethics, or will there be some kind of justice here? Because it ultimately, to me, it very much appeared from the money end, from the business end, like a Ponzi scheme. Where did all the money go? Is there going to be restitution that has to be paid? Does any money, is there a lawsuit or any kind of lawsuit from the former employees? I'm interested in who pays for all of this. Right now, the taxpayers of California are paying for the massive trial <laughs> that's going on. But in all of it, from inception, from this idea to where we are now, the time, the energy, the money spent, mismanaged, what happens here? I do think that Ms. Holmes or Mrs. Holmes, as a woman, she is being dragged to the stake. No one's dragging Mark Zuckerberg. And look at all the information that has come out from inside their company to the public about what Facebook is and is not doing. But no one cares. These men get to go on and live new lives, invent uh, new things or support and back different companies. And they just go on to behave badly even more. No one gets in trouble. Mr. Musk, what he's done this year alone in the stock market as far as his social media and actually doing what they could, you could consider that market manipulation or literally moving the markets a certain way for your favor, your benefit, highly unethical and actually illegal. But no one's dragging him off to jail. He just became a billionaire the other day and is on his way to become a trillionaire. So my, my whole point is what will really happen here? It'll be all very interesting Every decade, every five years, there's another one, Elizabeth. And I have to be careful because even though she is a Caucasian woman, Sonny is not, but he is a man. 
he is a man. And I keep wondering if they're going to turn on each other before the trial is over. If they're going to, at some point, try to turn each other in to save themselves. So this is going to be interesting. But as usual, greed wins. It's the American way. <laughs> I hate to say it like that, but it is the American way. And the reason why everyone was so excited and didn't do lots of due diligence is because they thought they were at, at the beginning of a gold rush here. They had a gold mine and it was going to come up and it was just cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. It was going to make money for them every time. They'd be the first at it, first to market with this new technology and they would be millionaires, billionaires a million times over. Greed does it every time. The over-exuberance without thinking. Remember to always advocate for yourself because if you don't, no one else will. And to the listeners that have been overlooked, have overstayed, are complacent, or just plain unhappy, free yourself. Good luck and Godspeed till the next episode. Remember to download, follow, share, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And please feel free to leave us a review.